I'm Jess Gorman, and I am a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to. On The Introvert's Guide to, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguide2stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide to. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people to find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that you think might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. I feel like Phil and I are not going to be your podcast host today. Today, we are going to be your career coaches. <laughs> today we are your guidance counselors today we are in your ear encouraging you and moving you forward to a more fulfilling career can you feel it phil can oh i feel, feel it, it? Good. i feel it absolutely right. absolutely rarely is it me that ever does the first like get you know speaking into this show like it's it's you that starts it off with the so Jess, like exactly, no, you just no. you're just mixing things up there. It's my turn. We're it's flexible. My... We can move around. We can change things up. We can do this. We got I don't this. Know why I was doing a robot thing with my arms as I said that, but let's not. I didn't even notice. <laughs> you totally could have gotten away with it too. <laughs> I had to go and call it out. It was good. It was good. I feel that this is important to talk about. I right now, as all of you know or majority of you, I don't know, maybe this is your first time listening, but I am on maternity leave and that leave is ticking away and I can feel it just leaving. <laughs> it's dwindling down and I'm going to be going back to work. And like a lot of other moms out there or anyone who just stays home for the year for, with their kid, they start wondering, do I want to return? Do I want to go back? Is what I was doing before fulfilling or something that, you know, I, it's going to be worth it leaving what I'm doing right now, which I love being home with my son. But I know this is not the uh, the economy where someone can just stay home and the other is, you know, the breadwinner, unfortunately. Let me in this moment mm -hmm. be your career coach, Jess. Oh, perfect. And to, okay. To do that. I have some questions for you. In the job that you are doing now, mm -hmm. or that you will be going back to, mm -hmm. 
How do you feel about returning to that job? My job, I am on the phone all day. And the worst part is, is it's not the phone ringing and it's someone calling me. It's me approaching the customers. It's me having to call them and ask for donations. I'm doing a lot of administration work. And I find that it's great because I love the company that I work at. I find that it's it's just, it is a staple in my region. It does a lot of great work. But do I want to talk on the phone all day? Do I want to chase people for money? Do I want to ask people for money? Large sums of money, might I add? Not really, no. I'm curious, what parts of that job do you enjoy? There are some people that I genuinely do enjoy the conversation with. And like the thing is, is that with this job, you actually get the same people that you have to call every year. So you're cultivating a relationship. So I see a name pop up on my list that I have to call and I, I immediately light up. It's like, oh, I love this person. Of course, I'm going to call. And if I leave a voicemail, I know that they're going to call me later on that day and I'm in for a good conversation. So that is a nice part of the job is there's a genuine connection there, but that is far and few in between, unfortunately. Which parts of, I mean, I, I think I understand this and I know that the parts of the job that you don't particularly enjoy are the parts where it involves like cold calling, calling out, having to have conversations. Do you enjoy the administrative part? That I do. I, I honestly do. I I could sit I could sit at the desk all day and if I'm just entering in data or I'm filling out paperwork, I I enjoy that. That's something that I'm just I'm good at. It's busy work. Last year I was physically processing the donations and I'll I just could listen to music, put on a podcast and I could get the job done well and I I totally enjoyed it. Absolutely enjoyed it. Okay. So that's this job. If you were to, and, and take a moment and take your time, time to do this, if you were to envision not, not a particular job, not an industry per se, mm -hmm. but aspects of a job that you think that would be perfect for you, hmm. what would that include? Giving, I've had time to think about it during this leave, and I think if I could get into any sort of career, it's something that I have a project I am solely responsible for, and it's a project I can really sink my teeth into. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, this is not a group project. It's a project that Jess Gorman works on by herself. That should have gone without saying, Phil. I know, I know. I just want to. I'm just. I just want to like like put it out there and make sure that we're completely clear. One hundred percent clear. One hundred percent clear. <laughs> So, okay, that's good. We know that for you, having some kind of project that you would work on is really important to you. What other things might make, might you put into the mix of the perfect introvert-friendly job for you? Another one that I think is important is a small team. I think having a team that feels like a little community, you know, we don't have to be friends or family. It's not that. It's just, it's nice to have a small group of people. I know, I know how they work. They know how I work. The team building exercises are far and few in between. 
<laughs> the social outings are just minimal. I, I think that's important too. And of course, another important question, especially given how work is changing and adapting, mm -hmm. would you be working from home or going to the office for this job? I would totally prefer to be at home. Just I, daycare costs are through the roof in Ontario. So that's a cost I wouldn't mind cutting down on. And plus also having my little guy around. Are you kidding me? That's the best <laughs> office assistant ever. I mean, is he though? How much help does he, is, is he actually providing? I mean, fine. He might be more of a distraction, but he does say mama a lot and it melts my heart. So okay. I see. important. That's an important it, aspect. Priorities. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not, these, these questions are not, there, there's no answer to the job that you would find, but mm -hmm. it is always important to clarify the things that make the job for you mm -hmm. important, like things to look for in the job and then to go forward from that and sort of like, how can I, what kind of job can give me this? What kind of, what kind of work, what kind of career can give me this? And uh, have you have have you given thought to to what that might be or is this are you sort of like stumbling in the dark trying to find something that you can go to that you might enjoy? I feel like it's a bit of both because like I have an idea of I I know I'd be really good at content writing or being a copywriter. I'm a really good writer. I I, I can definitely create so if you give me something you you need written I can do it. No problem. Give me a minute. I also feel as though I might be really good at lending my voice to something. I've actually been giving a lot of thought into becoming an audiobook narrator. So keep an eye out for that, folks. So find your nearest <laughs> ambulance. <laughs> you can find I mean, me there too. <laughs> it's I mean, that's certainly that's certainly a, mm -hmm. a great a, a, a great idea as well. These are all really great things and really important things to know because I don't are are you were you a six-month mat leave or a full-year mat leave? Full year. Full year? Yep. And how much time do you have left, Jessica? Okay, first of all, Jessica. I don't whoa. know. I know. That's weird. Whoa. That's weird. <laughs> I suddenly was like, suddenly like I was a parent. I pulled out your government name. Oh, really? Philip? Like, Sorry. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Sorry, Jess. I have got just under three months left. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it's ticking away. So you're feeling it. You're feeling it. <laughs> I am. I really am. Like I'm I met my team the, a little while ago and it was so great to see them. Like don't get me wrong, my I may not be fussed on what I do, but like I said, the people I work with are so lovely. They are wonderful people and it was so great to see them again. It was just a grim reminder <laughs> though of what's coming. Yeah. The fact yep. that this 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 time that you've had just you oh. and and your and your little guy coming to an end. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard though because you know as much I mean I'm just to 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 backtrack there is is the the issue with people mm -hmm. is people are a huge part of of the job that you have. Mm -hmm. For myself Every job that I have had that I have stayed at for any length of time, there've been there have been great times and there have been probably some more further times when I wasn't entirely thrilled to be at that job, but it's the people that made it made me stay. It's the people and enjoying the people 
there was why I stayed at, at, at those jobs. And that's a huge part. And of course, if you're going, if you switch jobs, that's a huge unknown is, is the people. But again, it's really important. If, if you're going to be giving up the time that you have with your little guy, you want to be passionate about the thing that you're doing. Oh, 100%. I, 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 you know, another thing that crosses my mind is I want my son to be proud of me in the future. I want him to know his mom worked his hardest or her hardest to, to find what it is she wanted to do and what it is she wanted to give back into society. You know, I strongly believe that not only should we feel fulfilled from a job, we should also feel as though we're giving something back. We have to give so much of ourselves. Why not give something positive, right? It's absolutely important for any job that you feel like like your contribution matters. Mm -hmm. There's nothing worse than putting 40 hours into a job or however many of you are working overtime at a job and then finishing and not being appreciated for the amount of work that you did. Nothing makes somebody want to quit more than that. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel appreciated at your job? I do. I really do. That's the other part that's hard is like I have such a great boss who just loves like building up the team and he just loves making sure everybody knows that they're doing a good job. He goes to bat for us any anything that we need. He'll make sure that we get it. It's just that's really hard is, you know, I come from a lot of dysfunctional work environments. Like you've met me whenever I was working clothing retail and I was miserable. Yeah, yeah, not a fun time. Well, also, I mean, once you've once you've left the retail situation, there's no way you want to go back. Exactly. Right? And and I feel like that's something that I did is when I left retail and I said, okay, that's it. I'm not going back to to customer service. I can't do this anymore. The company I work at now was hiring, and I was like, I darn it, I just need an entry-level job and it's customer service. Let's go. And here I am once again. But there's different kinds of customer service, right? For sure. There's, so, for example, I spent many years of my life working in call centers inbound. Mm -hmm. um, and after a while, or maybe right away, depending on the call center, you get to dread the phone ringing. And if it's a call center that's working on a queue, that phone doesn't stop, mm -hmm. right? It's set up so that, that every time there's a call that ends, a call comes in. And every time a call comes in, somebody's angry. It seems like at you. And once I stopped doing that, there's no way that I will ever go back to that. Oh, yeah. no way. But I work in, in, a, in a customer support, customer service job now when I have for just over eight years. And what makes it bearable is that it's not all phone. There's a lot of variety. And the mm -hmm. communications that we do have are email, chat, and sometimes phone. Like phone rings occasionally, but most people use chat. Mm -hmm. So very, you know, you know, ideally an introvert would use chat rather than phone. It's Absolutely. a beautiful thing to have that as an option. I don't know about you, but if I... If I am using a service and I need help and they don't have a chat and they're like, here's our phone number. I'm like, I'm leaving you as soon as I can. No, it's so true. Like the, the amount of people I have called for my job and they've said, well, is there another way that I can, I can do, give you the money? Do I have to do this on the phone? 
immediately I'm like, I got you. I am going to list off every single way you can do this yeah. without me. I get it. I absolutely. And you know what? Actually, I, I found a, a little while back, I changed ISPs. And what I what fills me with joy about my current internet service provider is that if I want to contact them, I don't have to phone. I don't have to email. They are actually, I can connect with them using Facebook Messenger. Oh, that's glorious. It is glorious. It is exactly what I want. Exactly oh. how I want to communicate. So, I mean, if, if, if that's something that's available, amazing. As far as like, if, if that's part of your job, if there's like a chat function, that's what, that's what you want it. That's for me as an introvert, I want that included in my job. Like, don't make me answer the phone. I'll do chat. Oh yeah. Give, let me be in charge of the emails. I'll email. No problem. I'll email till the cows come home. Yeah. yeah. I do not want the phone on a desk. No, no, no. <laughs> no it's painful. It's painful, <laughs> especially outbound. Like I've never done oh. outbound. And it, every time, occasionally at every job, there's like, okay, we need to call these clients. And you're like, oh my God, I have to call the clients. And you can feel that tightness in your chest. Like someone just asked you to call and order the pizza, like, but worse, right? Because if you're calling the customer, you are probably giving bad news. That's right. That's right. And whenever you're the one that's assigned to give the bad news, you're like running it over in your head like a thousand times. Like, okay, how can I make this so nice? Not how sugar am I going coated. To do this? How am I going to do this so that I don't get yelled at, oh. that I don't disappoint this person, that how do I do this so that is, this is as pleasant a conversation as I can make it? For sure. And like, you know, I just don't want the other person on the other end of that line forgetting I'm a human being. And that's the thing that mm. bothers me so much is it can be, it, it can feel very dehumanizing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I get it. If you don't want to be called, like it, uh, when someone at a charity calls you, I get it. You're on their call list. They'll call you. And sometimes they will call multiple times. They yep. don't get the hint. They won't take you off the list, right? We're a small company and that can be easily confused with a larger company, but we're really good at taking you off the list if you don't want to be called. It's just some people forget to politely ask. Of course they do. Of they will. They, do. they will forget. They'll, they go immediately to the anger, right? And I can't handle that. Part of the reason for that is, is since we started creating call centers where people call in, mm -hmm. we've, we've constructed those so that the last thing we actually want the majority of people to do is complete that call. Mm -hmm. And so most call centers have a queue where people wait and they wait a long time. And so you end up in a situation where um, by the time, the first thing, when I worked for a major Canadian book company in their call center, the first thing that almost every caller told me was, do you realize I've been waiting for two hours? <laughs> now, that's, but that's how our call center mm -hmm. culture has been constructed. Because what they actually want is for the majority of people to self-remove themselves from the situation so they don't complete the call. But they get too frustrated and they hang up. Mm -hmm. And that's why they keep the team small enough that everybody's going to wait for an exorbitant amount of time. But what the culture has taught people to do, that if you get through that, the only way that you're going to get something done is to be irate. 
Mm -hmm. If you are friendly, the person might feel like, I really would love to help you, but there's nothing I can do. But if you want action, if you want real action on whatever it is you're calling about, you have to be at the irate state. So people will go from hello to give me your supervisor in like two seconds, just as soon as they, as soon as they can, because of that, because we've taught people that in order to get anything, they have to be super angry. Right. And temper tantrums are not fun to deal with on the phone. No, or no. ever, or, or ever. Oh yeah. In person, it's a different situation. Like there's ways of dealing with it in person, but there's something about it just being on the phone because it's right in your ear. And it just, it's so hard. The only way I am actually able to terminate a call is if the person on the other end is being completely volatile. Yes. Like if it, if, if it becomes like abusive, I'm, we're allowed to just disconnect the call and black. One of my, one of my favorite calls when I was working at a call center is a person was on the line and they were getting irate. But I rate at the point where they were starting, they, you know, they were, they basically said, F you. They said, fuck you. And the call. And I said, I just want you to know. I just want you to know. And I'm trying to help you. I need you to understand that I'm trying to help you. But if you continue to, to speak to me like that, I will be, I will be terminating the call. Mm-hmm. And they said, fuck you. You'll terminate the call. And I went, goodbye. Well, less than a minute later, that same person calls again and they get somebody else and they were suddenly like i was on the phone with someone and i guess we got distracted disconnected or something like they had completely been like oh oh i pushed mm-hmm. i pushed too far and it's like yes yes you didn't think that i'm allowed to do that but i am oh they just no pun intended but they just push your buttons exactly. and they know they're doing it and they yeah. know well they think that they're doing it because they think you can't do anything that's right. right. As far as, you know, work environments for introverts, there's a lot of companies in the last two years, everybody was last three years, however long it's been, however long this thing has been going on, people have been, a lot of people have been working from home mm-hmm. and a lot of companies now were like, well, it's time to get back to work. It's time to call everybody into the office. It's time to bring everybody home. And they're trying to be like, hey, everybody, it's great that you can come back to the office, but they're finding a lot of them that most of the people don't want to. And so they're forcing people to come back to the office and then they are wondering why they are having such high attrition levels. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of jobs out there that are work from home. There's a lot of positions out there that are work from home. Mm -hmm. And work from home allows you to look outside of your local area to find the job, right? So you're not confined to oh, I have to find a job in the city that I'm in. Now you can spread wider and throw your net a little wider to find a job that, that, is, that allows you to, to, to do something that you might enjoy more, but still be able to work from home. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about looking for that kind of thing? I think so. I don't know. Like I'm also looking for just a total career change. I'm, I'm looking at a little bit more freelance work. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I, I am considering voiceover. And some, I, I did, a, I helped with someone, someone's fringe show that just gave me the voiceover bug. So right. sorry yeah, about that. Right. No, I'm not sorry. Totally. <laughs> no, you're not. I am looking for that. I'm looking mm. for the, the, just the nine to five Monday to Friday. I, I need, I just need my evenings free and weekends. And if I get into a situation where I'm working 
in an office, particularly with customers, I know that I'm not going to get that. So I have to just look somewhere else, something that I know I'm going to feel like I'm doing a good job, I'm qualified for, and still getting that fulfillment as well. So if it is a remote job and there's some sort of project involved, there's a small team, or maybe it's a larger team. I, I mean, you don't know with these things, right? Like I'm just looking yeah. at remote jobs a couple of days ago and before we started recording and it, most of them are customer service based, I find. That is very uh, true. Yeah, that's very true. That's, so, most of the jobs that we're going to find when companies, I mean, here's the thing. And companies really need to stop doing this. They only hire for entry level, which usually means customer mm-hmm. service, or they enter they 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 are hiring for senior management. These are the the mm-hmm. two ends. Now, unfortunately, when they're hiring for entry level, they also want like a minimum of five years experience, which of course is not entry level. The company's got to stop this bullshit. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> when it comes down to it, those are the most plentiful kinds of jobs. So, but there must be a way. We must have a way to 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 search for something that 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 omits those sorts of things, especially if you don't want. It's all well and good to be like like me to have like over twenty years of of experience in customer service, but when you want to get out of it, you know the resume says customer service, customer service. You have to sort of, yeah. I guess, tweak it to a way to to that it's not just that. That's right. There and there's ways of tweaking your resume too. Where, I mean, like it all depends on the job you want to go for, but you can tweak the resume to fit what it is you're trying to get at as well. Mm-hmm. You know, in yeah. cover letters, there that's the beauty of it is you can attach the cover letter and explain why you are approaching this company. Mm-hmm. You can explain why you would be an asset. Here's the customer service skills I've picked up that will help with this. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause there's a lot of a lot of things that 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 being a customer service gives you. There's a lot of things that being in the arts gives you that not having had that experience gives you. Uh creative thinking. The ability to to put yourself in other people's shoes and or, like there's all kinds of great skills that that, that the arts give you and mm-hmm. some companies are recognizing that although um, not enough of them and no paying us an exposure is uh, not fun not an option not an, <laughs> not option. an option exposure will not pay my rent no it will not <laughs> I started making a wish list. Then I'll we'll jump into that. I started making a job wish list. So I okay. started one a long time ago. It's not introvert specific, but it does mention like the the Monday to Friday. My weekends are very important to me. Same mm. with evenings. That's where I get a lot of my work done that I'm very passionate about. That unfortunately doesn't pay right now. <laughs> and but the other is, I want something where. It's a, like I said, meaningful projects, but it's a private and customizable workspace. So yes, work from home, but if not, I would love to be able to have a space in the office that is, it's fine if it's an open concept, but the room has to be large enough. <laughs> I don't feel like we're all crammed in together. So I don't know, that just felt important to me. I felt wherever I'm going to work, this is going to be like a second home. Let's face it you know, the job market in Canada is pretty demanding <laughs> just overall where we're yeah. going to be there for many long hours. So I think where you are physically going to be will matter. And that's just something that popped up into my mind. Absolutely. One of the problems with open concept offices is they they tend to be set up in such a way that they 
that everybody feels like they're being watched. Mm-hmm. Like they set it up so that that you are always exposed. There's no like there's no cubicle thing anymore where you could like have a moment of privacy and you want to be like, okay, I need a minute. What's on Twitter? Yeah. If there's a Twitter in the future. By the time you hear this, if there's a Twitter, you know, whatever. But you know, you check in the Twitter and and you know, if you but if you're an open concept and everybody's like looking over everybody's shoulder, you're saying, I need a minute. And you pull up Twitter and somebody's like, What you doing? And you're like, I just need a minute. It's not enough pitch. Like, like I think, I think even though it's it's rare and we've built all of we've talked about the open concept office in, in a past episode, it's such a a, a an introvert, unfriendly mm-hmm. way to operate. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and I've just I had to say to myself that if I'm not going to be able to work from home, by Jove. The team better be small. <laughs> the work environment better be large. <laughs> yeah, I am yeah. not doing this. I'm not doing the small Crampton office. It's just not going to happen. Shall we go to social? Let's do it. On social media, we asked if you could design the most introvert friendly career or job, what would it be? What would it look like? Have you ever had an introvert friendly job? Now. In response to this, the most common comment was, oh, my God, I need this. Not like there were a lot of people who who were really excited about us tackling this topic, I think, for helping them. And so we didn't get a lot of of of, of responses, but I did get one from Bronwyn <clears throat> and Bronwyn said, I'm a dog walker and pet sitter for the more for the most part. It's introvert friendly. I'm mostly interacting with dogs and cats on a day-to-day basis and not as much with people. I also pet sit and get to be alone with the client's pet living in their home, and I get solitude that way on the job. I mostly interact with people when I'm meeting new clients, but that's usually one-on-one or two or one-on-two and not having to deal with a bunch of people at once. See, this reminds me of when we were doing the uh, Making Friends episode and everyone just just were waiting on us. They're waiting for us. Advice. Yeah, yeah. They were. Yeah. They were. I have to say for for Bronwyn that mm-hmm. I think that 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 Bronwyn has the perfect job because Bronwyn gets to just hang out with dogs and cats all day. And what could be better than that? That like just absolutely the best clientele. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm getting my steps in. I got these cute little tails to look at. A uh, heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So that's all we had on the social, just because I think most people are 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 we're looking for for like advice or help or suggestions. And so hopefully we can we've given them something so far. I think so. So we're gonna see a boom in dog walkers. I just know it. You know we're what? Gonna... I mean, that is let's face it, that is an industry that I think a lot of people don't think of as a career option. But if you can get into it and you know, you're really good with pets. Then what more, what could be better? Such a great idea. Go Bronwyn. So over to the internet, I guess. Let's go to the internet. You will find on the internet thousands upon thousands of articles all about introverts, career changes, what jobs are great for introverts, 
as someone who is right now musing with the idea of changing my career, that's the lens that I was looking at is I'm in a place where I don't want to be. How can I move out of that and and do this constructively and pro- productively? That's the word I'm looking for. Productively. I found a really nice little article on careershifters.org. The article was written by an introvert. And just from the points that they were they were putting out on the actual article, I was I was a little worried just because it was more like connect with these people and, and, you know, just don't be afraid to get out there and network. It sounded that way until I actually got to the last part. Hold on. Ignore me. Down at the bottom of the article. It was it's labeled. So what do we have to do? Two points that I want to bring up. Do it with others, not alone. I never really thought of this, but they go on to say the biggest challenge I faced in my career change was inertia. I wanted to change, but I didn't want to risk the security of the job I had. I only really started to make progress when I deliberately put others around me. I started seeking out others in my company who also wanted to escape. I enrolled not one, but two career coaches, and I started to meet and hang out with different types of people, one of whom was to end up leading me to a job I loved. See more below in in the article. But the net effect was different ideas, different connections and accountability, all of which finally led to forward. All of which finally led to forward movement. Think of your career change as an expedition, not a day trip. You know, one of the things that's kind of frightening mm-hmm. about that thing that she's suggesting that you do in this article, I assume a she, maybe not a she, he, he that they are doing in this article, the, is admitting to other people that you work with, mm-hmm. that you're looking for another job and trying to get other people in that situation and in that company to look for another job with you. And that is... In a lot of companies, you feel and you I think you're made to feel like if you were looking for a job, then you are letting the company down. Mm-hmm. And also, like if people find out that you're looking for another job, they might distance from you and they might there's all kinds of situations where that can be kind of dangerous. Or they might go to the manager and say, hey, did you know Jess is looking for a, a new job? And then things get really awkward there. I get what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But I would often be like, hey, maybe not in the same company, maybe not in the company that I'm working for, because that feels a bit too big to make that admission to people. Like, oh, yeah. how do you know? Like you say, so, hey, are you are you on by chance? Are we looking for another job? Are, are you? Yeah. Next thing you know, HR thinks there's like a mutiny happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you're the ringleader and they're calling you in. See, I took this as like, this person must have been so deeply unfulfilled as they did mention, actually they are deeply unfulfilled and maybe there's like one or two friends. Mm. So, but like what I picked from it more is that I feel like if I include more people from my life to join me on this, to help keep me motivated, like I have been doing, actually, I've been talking about it more and using that as my way to connect with my friends and family It's led me more to think about how am I going to network going forward? How am I going to include more networking opportunities in this journey? 
I think that's really important because mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we're job hunting, we keep that to ourselves. I know I have yes. a tendency to do that when I've been job hunting in the past. I don't talk about what I'm looking for. I don't talk about about what the search is like. I don't talk about all kinds of things. Now, one of the reasons why in the past I didn't necessarily know what I was looking for, it was like the desperation mode of I am not, I'm currently not in a job. I need a job. I need like people are like, what kind of job are you looking for? And you're like, one that pays. <laughs> one that pays and hopefully one that I won't be miserable in. Like that, those are the criteria in that, yeah. that kind of moment. If you have the luxury of being able to leisurely look for a job until you, you know, you don't, you're not in a, a panic situation searching for a job, which is a, a more advantageous place to be because you're more likely to find a job that you're going to be happy with. Right. The second part, again, doesn't sound introvert friendly, but hear me out. It's look for people, not for jobs. Job sites, recruitment consultants, CVs, resumes, and Google all have their uses in your career change, but they're not the place to start. Focus instead on connecting with people. I'm an introvert, so you won't find me exuberantly working a room at a networking event, but I am comfortable meeting people one-on-one or having phone calls. So that's what I did, and with a whole set of people whose roles interested me. It took time. There were many dead ends, but ultimately it led me to a role in a field I didn't previously even know existed. More than that, this approach meant I avoided the ruthless filtering that happens when... Oh, let me go back. More than that, this approach meant I avoided the ruthless filtering that happens with conventional job applications. Remember, people first, jobs second. It doesn't sound introvert friendly, but it totally makes sense to me. No, it does. It does make sense. It does make sense. And the reason why it makes sense, and it's important to keep this in mind because it sounds counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I interviewed somebody on my other podcast, my theater podcast, Stageworthy, and they were an artistic director of a, of a theater company. And they said that years and years ago, somebody told them the secret, the secret. And they were going to share that with me and they encouraged me to share that with everyone. And the secret is that generally people want to help. Mm. That if you send an email or a message to somebody, nine times out of 10, if you say, I was wondering if maybe I could ask you some questions about this, if you have any insight on this, could I buy you a coffee and talk about this? They will say yes. Mm -hmm. My theater podcast is almost entirely built out of approaching people that I don't know and saying, hey, can I talk to you on my podcast? And very few people say no. Sometimes it's, I'm, I'm, I don't have time right now, but very few people say no. That's how we met. That's exactly how we met. But I bring that up because it can seem frightening at the time because I think we, mm-hmm. we fear that somehow we're crossing a boundary, that we're, that we're doing something that we shouldn't. But generally, people w- are willing to help. And they're willing to talk, especially if you're asking about something they're they're passionate about, they're very much willing to talk to you about that and the ins and outs to share what they know. Don't be afraid to ask somebody to if you can buy them a coffee. And that's a like just saying, hey, if I could, would you be like just ask them if that you could buy them a coffee and talk to them about their industry, their job, like whatever it is. And chances are they will say yes. Absolutely. 
And like, and the reason why, again, I brought that forward is because a lot of the times us introverts try to do this all by ourselves. We really do. And we have to work out of that habit in a lot of these cases. And career changes are big changes. They're life adjustments. Yeah. They, they, they can be such an adventure. They can be scary, especially if, like you mentioned earlier, if, if you're found in an emergency situation where you're left without a job and you can use what they call the fear to find that new career field that you want to find yourself in, right? I find that the that the fear response is not a great way to do that because the fear response is always going to drag you to whatever is the most immediate and convenient. And that is rarely the thing that is going to be wet, best for you. Mm -hmm. It is best if, if you have the opportunity to do so, to look while you are currently employed. Oh, That's see, I the like best. it. I like it. I like, yeah. give me an adrenaline rush. You know what, Phil? I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to quit it right now. I don't believe you at all. <laughs> no, don't believe me. I don't me. believe you. I don't believe you. No, it's just. I don't think you're going to do that. Listen, mom life is uh, kind of monotonous some days. <laughs> Need a little excitement here. <laughs> I just, I think that, that, that one of the things, even no matter what it is that you are doing, and I'm, when I talk about like being in panic mode, looking for a job, the thing that I did not allow myself to do because it was so like, ah, ah, I need to find a job. I need to find a job was I never really sat down and asked myself the questions about what I wanted in a job, what kind of environment I wanted in a job and, and, and all of that. And it's so important to ask yourself those questions and to really take a deep breath and take a moment, even if you're feeling like you're panicking, just if you don't ask those questions, there is a good chance that you're going to end up in a situation where you are still unhappy in the job that you have. 100%. So for that reason, I commend you for having made your list and having thought about those things. Thank you. I also decided to find and make a list of introvert-friendly jobs. Oh, hey, great. What, yeah. what, please tell me, tell me what is on the list of introvert-friendly jobs. Okay. This is all coming out from my mind palace, okay? So if everybody else finds a job from the mind palace, throw it out. Throw it out there. You never know. Maybe, maybe it might suit you. Maybe it might suit me. So if you all want to email me jobs you think I'd be good <laughs> at, we'll take it. <laughs> yes, of course. So I thought a private cleaner. You're in someone's house. Just by, the, by yourself, by the buyer, mm. with someone else. You can maybe put some headphones in and clean the house. An editor, a copywriter, content writer, mentioned those earlier, a librarian. No one can talk to you. Someone goes to talk to you about a book, fine, no problem. You know, you can help them. But any other conversation past that point, I'm just going to push my little cart around and just. The problem with that, the problem with that, I'm going to burst your bubble on that. No, don't. I'm going to burst your bubble on that because I don't want to give anybody false ideas in case they're like, oh, a librarian sounds perfect. The libraries offer more services than just books. Well, so I mean, come most, on. Most librarians end up having to do more interaction than perhaps you are imagining that they do and spend more time talking to people. I am going to say, yes, that may happen. Yeah, sure. You would need to talk to the general public at a library, okay? Yes. It's the public library. You're, it's yeah. going to happen. But if someone is going to engage me in conversation and small talk, I have 
so many excuses to leave. Come on now. I have excuses to leave. I will give you that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Other jobs. An archivist. It's a private job. You're working by yourself majority of the time. A psychologist, counselor, one-on-one conversation, very deep. We're helping people. We're, we're having those intimate connections. If you are artistically inclined, graphic designer, or an IT rep. Any IT person I've spoken to, they're always in their, their tiny little office and they're by themselves. They're just helping other people troubleshoot, telling them to try turning it on and off, off and on, you know. I don't know much about IT, but I just know that they have a little room. Okay. Again. There's often a little room. Yes. There's, oh. There's often, often the question of, of, did you turn it on or off and on? It's also a lot of other bullshit. So just okay. be aware of that. If IT is on your list, make sure you're going to love it. Talk to an IT person and find out what their job entails and make sure that IT work is for you. Okay. Actually, no, that is true because I've talked to a few IT people and you, you get a lot of questions. That's correct. Mm-hmm. So that's my list. If you can think of more, I'd love to hear them. So did we learn anything today? I learned that I am on the right track. I think it's important to continually ask yourself questions instead of trying to problem solve a career change. It's important to take your time, breathe through it, not just run with the adrenaline and quit the job and figure it out later. Making impulsive decisions, I will not do. Not today. That can be very tempting, though. Let's 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 be clear. Sometimes the like the frustration gets to a certain point, and you feel like you want to just burn that bridge and go. How do you think I left clothing retail? That's exactly what I did. I literally called my boss and said, "Listen, I'm done. I'm not coming back," and I did. And I nannied after that. Yeah. You do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is probably not preferable in terms of like getting yourself out into a new job. Yeah. But I definitely I understand that sometimes, sometimes you are being exploited, abused, treated so poorly that you just reach the end and you've got to do it. 100%. Did I learn anything? No, I know everything. No. I learned that 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 um, there's many introvert environments and many environments that that work well for for introverts and that it's important to to know not just one environment that you want, but what are the acceptable environments for you when you are looking for a job and when you're when you're hunting for a job? What are those? Is it work from home? Is it is it mostly work from home? Is it if there's an office? Are there quiet places that you can escape to? Like, what are the things that you need in the environment? Um, sometimes we don't consider those. And so we end up in, 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 in spots that we're not too thrilled with. Mm-hmm. One thing that I would bring to everyone's attention is that, you know, we give you this podcast for free. We don't have any advertisements. We don't, we don't even really have merch, although we tease about merch every so often. But I want to let you know that, that if you really do like this show, there is a link in the show notes to a tip jar. And if you would like to be able to help support the show to help us cover costs, maybe even to allow Jess to stop her doing her job and that we can like she can do this kind of thing more 
permanently. We might even be able to do this podcast more than twice a week if we were paid for it. So if you find value in this show, find the link in the show notes or on the website and click through and you can give us a one-time payment or a monthly donation to, uh, to the tip jar to keep us going. 